We're overconnected and overworked. We suffer from social and technology overload. We rarely experience the joy of solitude or the respite of nature. We're always on and we never turn off. That's why we started the Getaway Podcast. I'm John Staff, and in this show, we'll look at how we got here and how we can regain a sense of balance in our increasingly unbalanced lives. My buddy Pete and I, hi Pete. Hi John. Are the co-founders of Getaway, a company that's designed to immerse people in nature and challenge us to rediscover the pleasures of boredom, solitude, and unstructured time. Each episode, we're going to talk to people who have experienced these imbalances in their own lives and have decided to do something about it. Today, we're joined by Joe Ollier. Joe is a multidisciplinary artist and entrepreneur. The Smithsonian commissioned a short film from Joe that now lives in the museum's permanent collection. Amazing. Joe was invited to participate in Google's inaugural incubator in 2014, which is where he began building the Light Phone, a new kind of cell phone that Joe hopes will empower us to be our best selves and appreciate our lives more. Joe Hollier, Joe Hollier, Joe Oli- How do we do it? Hollier is just what it kind of became adopted as in kindergarten, so but Hollier it, is fine. But what's it supposed to be? It's your name. Oh, it's yeah. one of the few things you get. Olier. Yeah. Okay. Joe Olier is here. Cajun thing. <laughs> Cajun Joe Olier. Olier is here, the founder of the Light Phone, which I'm an owner of. Pete's an owner I of. I received it as a gift from John. Oh. We call each other on our light phones. It's amazing. The light phone, I, John gives me this book. I go, John, I already have too many books. I don't need another book. The queue is getting too long. But I open it up, and inside was the light phone. The packaging on this thing was so gorgeous. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. Let us begin like we begin every episode, which is we have our cell phone lockbox right here. Would you like to place your cell phone in the cell phone lockbox so we can become disconnected? Joe has placed, uh, for the listeners who can't see, as all of you are, Joe has placed his phone in. John has placed his phone in. We are phoneless. Where's your phone? Oh, okay, I'll place mine in as well. Okay. Here we go. Where did this thing come from, Joe, the light phone? Um, so my background isn't actually in technology at all. Uh, and about four years ago, Google had this idea for an experiment. And they said, what if we brought a dozen or so designers together, gave them some guidance and resources, could they not create new breed of startups? And would they be able to design these smartphone apps was really what they wanted us to build, but you know, pitch the idea so that the engineers and the investors would be able to get behind it. Google says, make us an app. You make them a phone that does almost nothing. Well, yeah, so that was the kind of the short arc was that I joined this program. They didn't make it so explicit that it was smartphone apps. I was just kind of curious, like, okay, if you picked me for this weird program, I think I was the wild card of the mix. But after three weeks of meeting founders, investors, and all these other sort of tech mentors, I realized that there was this formula that pretty much all the smartphone apps were following, and it was the one the VCs wanted, it was the one that all the entrepreneurs were embracing, and it was, let's make something that's sticky, something that people wanna use for a couple of hours a day, let's make it free so that we can scale it, we'll you know collect 
data, sell ads, and then wrap it up with a pretty bow as if it's going to make our life better by connecting us in some new way. Lather, rinse, repeat, and my, that's my <laughs> life. It's ruined. Yeah. So, you know, I sort of immediately was like, wow, the last thing the world needs is another smartphone app like this. If I were to make a smartphone app, it'd be to get off the phone. And I sort of thought I was going to quit the program at that. But as I said it, I kind of started joking with the idea of what an app to get off your sm- phone would look like. And immediately I thought of AOL Instant Messenger and that kind of relationship we used to have where it was like, you know, I had one computer in my dad's study. And when I was at that computer and waited for the modem, er, dr, dr, like I could be <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> 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 better modems than I. This is what you pay for. Speaking of things not worth paying for, John and Pete. Well, you know, there was a very, like, I don't know, a a healthy balance in it. You know, I would be on the computer and maybe I'd put up an away message. Hey, I'm going to the pool. And it wasn't that it's like, screw the world, I'm hiding. You know, I'm going to the pool and maybe someone would meet me at the pool. And I was like, how can we have our modern away messages, you know, be able to consciously unplug? So, So you didn't want like nothing. You wanted one thing. Well, that's what it sort of distilled down to was, well, you know, if people had nothing, when I go out skateboarding, for instance, I've never brought my smartphone and my girlfriend would be like, you're going to break your leg and you don't know my phone number, which is kind of true, but I fortunately never broke my leg. But there was that kind of like, what if emergency, it's good to have a phone, but then we, re- we were really going for as little as possible. Um, and the reality is no one makes phone calls and we learn that quickly in our testing. Um, couldn't have you solved this by learning your girlfriend's phone number? Indeed, I probably should learn. And then you wouldn't things. be like no, manufacturing I, I, I hardware. I checked with my fiance. I said, do you know my you phone, know her number? phone number? I don't know her phone number. You she don't? does not know mine. That's one of the things you have to do. <laughs> Pete I just mean, got engaged, by the way. Yeah, Congratulations, congrats. Peter. Yeah, yeah, but still don't know the phone number. And we have the same issue. But the listener right now doesn't know what the light phone is yet. What is the light phone? It's, so the light it's, it's phone. evocative name is a credit card sized cell phone that's intentionally designed to be used as little as possible. It's sort of a complement to your smartphone so that it's, you know, uh, uh, your phone away from phone is one of the taglines we like to use, but it's basically just a, a second phone, like how we have different shoes, you'd be able to take the light phone for a couple of hours here and, and there. And uh, you can check stocks on it? It's just phone you calls. You can do uh, tweets Twitter? on it? <laughs> no. You do so, f- yeah. selfies? It's Instagram? <laughs> Nothing. Phone Email? calls. Phone calls. Can I phone talk calls. to Johnny Fung? Johnny Fung's here on audio. Hello. I can call Johnny. <laughs> you can call anyone in theory, but you're limited to nine speed dials. So it's really about like... Johnny, I'm sorry. I, I love you, man, but you're not in the top nine. All right. For those of us who don't have nine people um we can well, do less speed dials the average is like four okay. i think that we were seeing <laughs> so it's a phone it it only does you can i have one so i know you can forward my calls from my iphone i put my iphone at home i go to prospect park for five hours if something burns down god forbid if somebody breaks their leg if there's a family emergency my phone rings just like my normal phone but i can't text email web browse anything exactly and the idea is that you'd go back to your smartphone like an answer machine, you'd have all your notifications. It'd be a Christmas of notifications. So, so you don't tell people, call my light phone. You'd say, you just go into light phone mode, you take your light phone with you, and then they call your normal phone and it'll patch through to you if it's one of the nine numbers. Yeah, we wanted it to be as seamless as possible. We thought the phone numbers was something we'd become a 
accustomed to owning as our sort of identity piece so that by having a second phone number, we thought that would be too confusing. I'm really connected to my phone number. <laughs> I've had it. No, really, it's weird. I've had it. It's the only phone number I've ever had. And it would pain me to change my phone number. Isn't that dumb? Not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, it's become the identifier. But, but culturally, though, like other places, it's much less common to have one f- dedicated phone number. Mm-hmm. So you get your first, I'm sure there's this very complicated process of, of inventing a phone, which is, you know, there's only like three companies you're that at, do phones. You're basically Alexander Graham Bell. Yeah, there's 800,000 people that have podcasts, but how many people have invented a phone? Um, the uh, you, you have the first phone come off the line and you use the first light phone, I assume. What was that like the first day? I mean, just... Getting to the point of having a line was a like two and a half year process <laughs> in between the, having the idea and, and getting to that point. But it was the most surreal thing. I mean, just seeing the phone, holding it the first time because I've been basically holding a piece of plastic that looked like it for like three years, telling people this was going to be a phone, you know, with a lot of Photoshop and imagination and persistence eventually was. But yeah, it was pretty surreal. And I can imagine that you get pushback, that this is a gimmick. Are people really going to get off their smartphones? Who's going to use a second phone? Now I have another device and another cord in my life. But I bet some people have adopted it and you have some powerful stories. What's the most powerful light phone story I from think, a customer you've heard? Um, you know, some people really go through an initial withdrawal. I mean, everyone really does. To some degree, every time you go light, you feel a little bit of a withdrawal. But I think that awareness uh, that some people had the first time they tried it, whether or not they even stuck to using it regularly, was such a wake-up call um, that that's kind of, I don't know, important when, you know, it's become so unconscious to us that we're so incredibly connected. Uh, But I, I like the people that have found a way to, like, use it in small increments on a much more regular basis. So like some users have told us like it's become their coffee break phone where, you know, they're at their desk slamming away on emails and it's like, okay, I'm going to the cafe. I go to every single day. I don't need directions. I don't need, you know, Apple pay or anything weird like that. Like just, you know, going to go drink a coffee and think for 30 minutes and come back to my desk. And God forbid I have my phone, but really it's, it's, it's more of a, a glorified pet rock it's really kind of like a talisman to make you feel good. Does that good. win you over with the VCs? And yeah you can't really say that to them <laughs> but to be honest VCs don't pet really. Pet rock did well. Don't really uh, do the light phone uh, so much so we've been very lucky to get a lot of like angel investors that I think the mission and, and the ethos is just as important to them as like the you know business we had that problem with getaway with some of the investors where they were the like the problem was you it was you they didn't like <laughs> they, <laughs> loved, among, they loved the business among many problems <laughs> that we're working on <laughs> um, relationship problems that John and I are having um, is the uh, you know we we pitch the VCs you know people want to get away they just want a simple cabin in the woods and um, they would be like, oh, you know, when I get away, I just go to my second lake home. <laughs> we're like, well, the rest of us would like a cabin in the woods. And they're probably like, oh, I work all the time. Why would I ever want to get yeah, away? Like, I mean, normal people want to have, go light, you know? We had one example, one uh, still in the Google program, because we'd be pitching in front of all the other participants. Uh, and it got really heated. This one guy was 
pushing back at me and he was like, I don't know what working professional could possibly go 30 minutes without email. And I just sort of paused and was like, wow, like, I'm sorry. That's just not the life I'd ever want to be in. Sorry to hear that. Like, and I just kind of like, you know, there was no argument I could have. It was just, we're definitely seeing it so different. And three months later, he emailed me. I can't stop thinking about your stupid phone. Uh, so it's like, you know, it had really, and to me as an artist, supporter. that was That's why you have these programs. So really it. It was about starting a, a conversation. You know, I never intended to start a business, although now I've gotten myself <laughs> deep in starting a business. Uh, Here's, I want to go back to this idea of making a habit out of it. And, and I'll be honest with you, I have the light phone. I've used the light phone, but I want to make it, more a part of my routine and a part of my life and that hasn't happened yet but do you have any tips for people whether it be the light phone or these other interventions in life that help us disconnect because it's not easy right like with getaway we try and just in our lives I want to make sure that we're not guilting people and making them feel bad about you suck because you use your phone too much or you're working too much totally or you're on email too much angle. it's like no these things like there's there's an entire geography of this country that's dedicated to getting us addicted to these devices. And that's a lot to battle as an individual. And so how do we go from, you know, this is a, an interesting idea or something we want to do to, you know, this is part of my routine? I mean, for me, I, I think a lot of that has to do with going cold turkey, so to speak, like going a little bit further, like deleting all of my social media from my smartphone at least if not completely did you do that yeah and where are you on the spectrum and i go back and forth on this between i'm annoyed by technology i'm annoyed by my phone taking over my life and it's that versus it's really bad for us like are you full-on like you know blare the sirens societies like going down a a, a dangerous and dark hole if we don't get this under control or it would just be nice if we had other options i mean obviously what we're seeing with the smartphone is kind of unprecedented to the degree that advertising and these things have seeped into our pockets 24 7 but it's not terribly different than the television or the newspapers or the radio before and you know trying to get us hooked into watching the stuff and feeding ads and ads and trying to learn about us and by shows categorizing us into whatever demographics so it's not like a terribly new phenomenon so i don't want to make it seem like it's the end of the world or anything but it is quite crazy how fast and unconscious it's happened to us so i do think there needs to be a kind of awareness shift but i think you know we're seeing from when we launched four years ago till now the mainstream awareness has exponentially grown i mean it's it's something that people are truly becoming aware of the side effects. And I think it's, you know, you can only become so overwhelmed before you begin to crave escape. What did we read the other day that, what's the stat? It's worse for you to have your phone on your desk at work than to smoke weed on the way to work? Yes, it, um, in terms of uh, productivity, uh, smoking a joint is less of- uh, It was from like King's College London yeah, or serious something. Yeah, serious study, serious study, yeah. Because, well, I think the phenomenon is, I I don't know about the weed phenomenon, but um, uh, the phenomenon of the phone is, you know, it takes time to focus on a thing, then it buzzes, you get a push notification, it's 
uh, you know, uh, the in your brain. I think I also remember it like takes your brain 27 minutes or something to, re to recover, to recover <laughs> from one notification. Yeah. And actually one study exactly on that same attention cost vein uh, that Sherry Turkle mentioned when I first was starting the light phone, I read and made me really realize that the solution wasn't probably a software inside the iPhone solution was that even if your phone doesn't push notify you, just right. touching it in your pocket or seeing it on your desk might remind you of that email you have to send or that last Instagram you saw that made you jealous or whatever it is, it, it can take us there without even touching I it. I carry mine like I walk home, I walk home uh, at night about 25 minutes and I find myself carrying my phone in my hand with nothing, nothing to do. It's like, is it going to ring? Am I going to get a text? And it's stupid, right? But therefore, my brain is going phone, 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 phone. No, but they call these micro moments. And the micro moments are when memories are created. And if you fill them with, with random stimuli, you're going to become more forgetful and you're not going to learn as much. What does that mean? <laughs> I just said nine buzzwords. Yeah. Okay, so, so, so the time when you're like waiting for the subway door to open or whatever, the one minute where you're waiting for something, is they call it a micro moment. They science uh, <laughs> that the if you don't fill that with stimuli, your mind will use that time to like process memories or integrate things that you've learned or the like, or think about new ideas, or put together two different things that happened, or even like, this is all like, we all talk about it in terms of work productivity, or remember that you said an offhand remark to someone who you love in a way that was colder than usual, like remembering that you're mistreating people, mm. um, if you don't stop and reflect on that. But if those are filled with, you know, Trump is preparing for the midterms alert from Politico on Apple News, that's what that time is filled by, not by those useful things. Totally. Yeah, I mean, as a creative person, my hunch in making the original Life Phone was to inspire others to kind of get to that space, to, to consciously create that space for themselves. Obviously, it can happen all the time in micro ways, but with the Life Phone, it was about, you know, maybe three hours on a dinner date or maybe three hours on a museum date you're just kind of like it's so obvious when you watch two people just sitting there not talking for 20 minutes so the new york times has this uh uh nine things you have to talk about with your uh your your significant other before you decide to get married and it's like no her phone number <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh how do you handle money how are you gonna do you want kids religion things like that and i think they should add to it like what should be our couple relate even those not getting married what should be our couples relationship to phones like should that should phones not be in certain rooms do we decide that at dinner we're not going to have a phone because I, there's yeah. tension caused by that yeah and i think the light phone tries to bring up these things but not necessarily like you know we don't claim to be the perfect solution for anyone and we don't even claim to be an answer at that but rather you know a series of more questions now that you don't have your smartphone what That's are you a very do with your artist life? thing to say. And it's, you know, it's like those very real existential responsibility start. questions that have always moved me as an artist in like poking the like, well, that's just the way things are stuff. I'm stealing you know. that from you. <laughs> Please. Getaway is not an answer. It's a series of questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you know, it though. It makes people think. Every startup is like, oh, here's a problem. We're yeah. your answer. Here's right. a problem. We're your answer. And it's, there is no answer to finding balance in your life. You know, you go light 
And then people are like, oh, God, this sucks. I don't have any hobbies. I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, it can be really tough wake-up call, but that's step one to waking up. Amen, Joe. On that note, you can book your getaway at www.getaway.house and buy your light phone at thelightphone.com. It's Joe Ollier from The Light Phone. Thanks for making time to chat with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Visit getaway.house for more info on our guests and extras from the episode you just heard. Don't forget to write in and ask questions at podcast at getaway.house or leave us a voicemail at 323-616-2929. Special thanks to Johnny Fung for the vibey music and audio engineering. Our producer, Alexandra De Palma. As a thank you to listeners, we'd love to invite you to try Getaway and experience some more balance in your life. Enjoy $25 off all bookings on our site with the code PODCAST25. That's in all caps. So I'll say it in all caps. PODCAST25. Thank you.